0: So our Bible reading today is taken from the book of John. Um, John was an eyewitness of Jesus' life, and he wrote about the things that he saw and heard. And today I'm going to be reading from John chapter 8, verses 31 to 47. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, "'If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples.' Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, But a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, Jesus said, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only Father we have is God Himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your Father, the devil. And you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God, hear. here's what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Thanks,
1: Jonathan, and good morning, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas in July to everyone. If you haven't met before, my name's Mark. I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity Church, Modbury. It's great to be with you. On this special occasion, and looking forward to um, sharing lunch together afterwards as well. Uh, well, I think we'd all agree that freedom is a good thing, isn't it? Uh, in Australia, we we celebrate occasions like Anzac Day, where we where we celebrate the the freedom that we have, and we honour those who fought to give it to us. Uh, the Universal Declaration of Human Rights tells us that all human beings are, are born free, that that we're entitled to freedom. Uh, here at a church, one of our mission partners, Maggie, uh, has been working in Cambodia and she's been over there helping to rescue young girls who have been sold into slavery. Um, we believe it's right for those girls to be set free. Freedom is good, but what does it actually mean to be free? Uh, perhaps it means to, to have nothing holding me back, free to, to live the way I want, uh, free to be my true self without any constraints at all. It sounds pretty good, but then Jesus comes along here in in John chapter 8, and he talks about freedom, and his idea of freedom is quite different to how we might think about it today. Jesus says to us, you can only be truly free by placing yourself under my rule. So we've got two very different types of freedom on offer here. Um, The freedom that the world offers us to to be who I want to be, to live how I want to live. Or the freedom that's only possible because Jesus came into the world. We're celebrating Christmas in July this morning because we believe that that Christmas is good news all year round. Uh, It's not just a nice story, but it's an event that really happened and and has really changed the course of history. Uh, Because Jesus came to give us the gift of freedom. And so the question then is, which freedom is better? The freedom that the world offers us or the freedom that Jesus offers us? Or to put it more personally, which is the freedom that you want? Uh, we pick things up in chapter eight of John's gospel, which is kind of like a, a biography of Jesus' life. Uh, Jesus has been speaking to a, to a crowd of people And he's about to teach them some really hard things about slavery, truth, and freedom. Um, So firstly, slavery. Uh, We we read that to the Jews who had believed in him, Jesus said, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the, the implication is that the Jews he's speaking to, they're not free. They're not free. And they pick up on this. They they answer Jesus, we are Abraham's descendants. Now, Abraham was the guy who the Jews had descended from years earlier. We're we're Abraham's descendants. We've never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we should be set free? But Jesus, he's not talking about physical slavery here. He tells them, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. And when Jesus talks about sin here, he's talking about people rejecting God, wanting to do things my way, not God's way, living a life that's centered on me instead of being centered on God. Uh, this problem of sin begins in our hearts, but it, but it overflows into our, our thoughts, our desires, our words, our actions, every part of our lives. And Jesus tells us, that, as we heard in the All Ages spot just before, that in our natural states, we are slaves to sin. Sin is our master. It controls us. And this slavery to sin, it plays out in our lives in a couple of pretty big ways. And so firstly, sin enslaves us to an unnatural way of living. Uh, The Bible, if we rewind right back to the start of the Bible, the Bible tells us that we we were created for a very particular purpose. Uh, We were created to to know God, to love him, to to obey him, to serve him. That's what God made us for. But sin, what it does is it it takes hold of our hearts and it leads us to a way of life that we weren't made for. It, It enslaves us. And and we experience this slavery to sin in in all sorts of ways. We experience it when we come face to face with our own brokenness. When we feel regrets and guilt and shame for for things that we've said and done. When we struggle with those addictive patterns that that we just can't seem to free ourselves from. And when we struggle under the weight of trying to be the person that I know I ought to be. Sin enslaves us into a way of life that we weren't made for but it gets even worse than that there's another another book in the bible called romans where where we're told this we're told the wages of sin is death so in other words sin earns us death this this broken relationship with god that our sin causes leaves us deserving his judgment And there's going to be a day when we we appear before God and we have to explain to him why we lived for ourselves instead of living for him. So slavery to sin is a big, big problem. Not just now, but forever. And Jesus tells us that the only thing that can save us from this slavery is the truth. Uh, Verses 31 and 32, Jesus says, If you hold to my teaching, you are really my disciples. And then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the truth that, that sets us free from this slavery is the teaching of Jesus. And right at the heart of the teaching of Jesus is the identity of Jesus. Who Jesus is. Uh, Jesus has has been talking to the Jews here and he's he's been claiming to them uh, to be speaking God's words, doing God's work, carrying God's authority and God's glory. Uh, So he's he's telling them, I am God. But the Jews, they've completely missed the mark with what he's saying. Um, They think they're okay because, because they can trace their family tree back to a guy called Abraham. But Jesus tells them, no. No, that's not right. If Abraham was here today, he would have recognized who I was. But you haven't, which means that you don't know God. He isn't your father. You're not his children. In fact, he tells them, you belong to your father, the devil. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. He's a liar and the father of lies. This is about as big an insult as you could think to to throw at people who worship God, isn't it? Jesus is saying that anything that denies the truth about who I am is a lie. Sin, right at its very heart, is one big lie. It's a lie about who God is and it's a lie about who we are as well. The lie is that God isn't good, and that we're better off without him. But Jesus tells us the truth, the truth is in me, who I am, and what I came to do. And by believing the truth about Jesus, we have freedom. Uh, Jesus tells them, very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now, a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So, if the son sets you free, then you will be free indeed. See, if we're slaves to sin, then we we don't belong to God's family. But Jesus, Jesus is the son of God. He very much belongs to God's family. And so, by setting us free, he's able to make us children of God. He's able to bring us into the family. And um, we see that right at the start of John's gospel. We're told uh, to all who received Jesus, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. How can Jesus do that? How can, he, how can he change us from being slaves to sin to being children of God? Well, he did it by dying and by being raised back to life as well. And so when we choose to follow Jesus, our freedom comes from being united with him in his death and in his resurrection. His death becomes my death because Jesus died to kill the old me, the me who was ruled by sin. And not just that, but his life becomes my life as well because I'll be raised back to life one day in the same way that he was. Uh, If we go back to that Romans verse just earlier, where we we saw that the wages of of sin is death, this this is what else we see. We're we're told that, that we've been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. And now the benefit that we reap leads to holiness, and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What we're seeing here is that Jesus offers us the the freedom of a new identity, a new allegiance, and a new hope. The new identity I have is that I'm a child of God. I'm God's child. The new allegiance I have is that instead of serving sin, instead of being a slave to sin, I serve God now. doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to stop sinning completely but but what it means is that sin isn't my master anymore so we have a new identity we've got a new allegiance and we've got a new hope which is eternal life with jesus a life without any of the the pain and the brokenness that we have in a world that's been broken by sin so there you have it There, there are two types of freedom on offer for us there's there's the world's idea of freedom. I'm the boss of me, I call the shots, I I be who I want to be. Well, there's Jesus' offer of freedom. The the freedom to live in line with who I was made to be, a child of God. Uh, The freedom to recognize that my desire to rule my own life is, is actually wrong. And admitting that God can do a much better job ruling my life than I can. I don't know about any of you, but I, I've proved countless times in my life that, that I am terrible at being the boss of my own life. And Some of the things that I've said or, or done or that, that, that seemed right to me at the time that I just cringe at now when I think about them. And if we're being honest, it's the same for all of us, isn't it? Uh, many of you know I've got a, got a young boy called Rory and I, I love him more than I can describe, and, and because I love him, I, I passionately want what's best for him all the time. And because I love him like this, I put restrictions on Rory's freedom, because I know that left to his own choices as a, as a two-year-old, he's going to hurt himself badly. He's going he's to get things wrong. And so because of me, Rory misses out on a lot of freedoms. Uh, he misses out on the freedom of jumping off our couch and landing on the hard floor that we've got. He misses out on the freedom of climbing up our kitchen drawers with their sharp edges. He misses out on the freedom of running out onto the road in front of a, front of a car. But what he gets instead is the freedom to be safe. And we put these restrictions on Rory's freedom because we know better than he does what the best way is for him to live. And God does the same for us. He restricts our immediate freedom. He restricts the freedom that we desire in the moment. But he does it to give us a better freedom. I have to admit that I'm I'm more like my two-year-old son than I'd like to admit. I'm simply not capable of ruling my own life in a way that's best for me. And so Jesus offers us the freedom to live the way that we were made to live. He offers us the freedom to be who we were made to be. The freedom of knowing that our identity is secure in him and our eternity is secure in him. And all of this, it all comes down to the truth. The truth about who Jesus is. You might be here this morning, um, maybe you're you're a guest with us for for Christmas in July, maybe you're not quite sure where you stand with God, you're not quite convinced about it all yet, you're not quite sure if Jesus is someone who's worth giving up freedom for. Um, Well if that's you, it really does come down to who Jesus is, to who he claims to be. If Jesus isn't who he claims to be, then he can't set us free, can he? We might as well just live life without restraint while we've got the chance. But if Jesus is who he claims to be, if Jesus is our King, our Saviour, and our God, then this offer of freedom that he gives to us is very real. And it's not one that we want to miss out on. Um, if you're here just just working things out still, not quite sure what you think about Jesus yet, as you're, as you're heading out to, to um, at the outdoor activities that we've got on, on afterwards, feel free to grab one of these books from up the back. It's, um, it's our gift to you today. The book is literally called The Gift, so It's nice and easy to remember. Just a, a short gift, a, a short book um, in John's Gospel explaining what, what that first Christmas was all about, why Jesus came into the world and, and what it means for us today it 's a, a very easy read. Pick it up, um, have a read and, and see what you think about it. Uh, the question is which freedom do you want? Which freedom do you want? The freedom that Jesus offers or the freedom that the world offers um, maybe you 're not quite sure what you think about Jesus just yet, but, but maybe you 've realized at some level that that the the um, do it my way kind of freedom it's not answering all your questions. It's not the silver bullet for life. You've, you've followed your heart, you've done you, you've, you've lived life your own way, but it's, it's not quite doing it for you. Or maybe you've grown up going to church and all that kind of thing, but, but sometimes you look at people who, who aren't constrained by living life under Jesus and, and you envy the freedom that they have to do what they want. Well, wherever you're at, my encouragement as we celebrate Christmas in July, is, is to fix your eyes on the freedom that only Jesus can offer us. The freedom to live how we were created to live. The freedom to be who we were created to be. The freedom of knowing that in Jesus, my identity and my eternity are secure forever. See, if Jesus loved us enough to come down to earth from heaven to experience all of our pains and all of our frustrations for himself and then to die for us after all of that, we can trust that the freedom that he offers us truly is the best on offer. Let's pray. Father, we thank and praise you for Jesus, our Savior, our King and our God. We thank you for the truth of who he is and what he's done for us on the cross. The truth that sets us free from our slavery to sin. And we pray that you'd help us to live joyfully and thankfully under his lordship, knowing that it truly is the greatest freedom of all. Amen.